and welcome back to the hive i'm cammy and i'm caleb and we're the, the beasons so another weekend uh this one was a little bit slower it thankfully was. <laughs> it was for the first weekend in a while that we didn't have much going on yeah it was nice my dad came back in town uh, because it was his birthday this week this past weekend and so he came in a day early than he normally does so we got to hang out with him a little bit more and yeah just kind of relax a little bit just get stuff ready for our trip we are leaving i think we mentioned it last time but we are getting ready to leave to go to st louis uh tomorrow morning as we're yeah. as we're recording this so when you guys will hear this we will be already driving there that's right yeah we're excited we're gonna go uh, to my birthplace. It's where I was, uh, my family's originally from. And so my grandparents are still there. My uh, aunts and uncles, and uh, I just have a lot of family there. And so uh, my grandparents in particular, I haven't seen uh, Bridger yet because with him being born, well, exactly a year ago, and then he spent a couple months in the NICU. And then by the time to recover from the NICU, we just never got a chance to really... Well, just how he was as a child, yeah. as a baby, new baby. There was no way we were traveling anywhere. So... <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, we just never got a chance to really travel with him. And so um, now we finally get the chance to. And so my grandparents are excited. My grandpa is in his 90s and uh, my grandma's in her late 80s. And so um excited to spend time with them. Anytime I get to spend time with them and to hear from them and see them is always a blessing. Uh, we moved away from St. Louis when I was four and uh and so anytime we get a chance to go back over the last what is that 28 years now like it's always yeah. it's always a good time um just to see family go home and uh do that so we'll see how the car ride goes um anytime you take little kids especially two of them in a long car ride you never know what to expect but luckily from where we are it's about six and six to six and a half hours to get there it shouldn't be too bad um but we got ransoms so i will say if you are a mom of toddlers and you do road trips or have not done road trips and you're about to one of the best things that i started doing this year for ren she's old enough now at a little over two and a half that i started doing is getting her surprise little gifts they're nothing expensive at all we have a store called five below where everything's under five dollars so i usually go there or like the target dollar section i check there just get her a couple different little things like whether that's little like a new little like coloring little thing that has some colors with it like a little activity packet um or little like figure she loves like mickey right now she loves like um thomas and friends and stuff like that so i just get like little little things here and there just like a couple dollars worth or like some i've gotten her stickers before just she loves that kind of stuff to keep her busy and keep her off the tablet. We That is our last resort when we're traveling is the tablet. We are not those parents that as soon as we get in the car, okay, here's your tablets, here's your headphones. Like we are not those parents at all. We use that as a last resort. Um, and so that's why I love to do those little like surprise gifts. And that way she doesn't know what it is this time she did find out some of them but we did not let her open them um, until tomorrow and so they're in her little backpack they're ready to go so tomorrow when we get in the car she'll get her new little gifts and she's so excited oh yeah she loves her little you know it's funny they're cheap toys yeah like, they they're are nothing fancy like, <laughs> no they're, they're not like any like 20 dollars they're like one dollar little figurines yeah. like and so but she loves it it keeps her busy and so um it gets her excited for the trip and so yeah so it's gonna be a good time we're gonna take her to the zoo um well both kids to the yeah. zoo in st louis um and so cammy's actually never been to the st louis zoo either mm -hmm. and so i'm excited to take them so they can see it uh ren found out they have polar bears at that zoo and so <laughs> all she's been talking about the last like two weeks so all she wants to see is those polar bears at the zoo so <laughs> if they're not on exhibit uh when we go she's gonna be heartbroken yeah and so we won't hear the end of it no. <laughs> so she's very excited 
because um, Arzu doesn't have polar bears, no. and so she's like, very excited to see a polar bear. But yeah, and so hopefully we'll have some other stuff planned that might go into some details on when we get yeah. back. But uh, yeah, we're excited to go see family and just hang out for a few days. I got a lot of PTO to burn by the end of the year, and so we figured, why not take a quick trip and. Uh, Weather's still not too it. bad yet. We haven't had any snow yet here in yeah. Kansas, and I don't think Missouri has either. No. So that is a nice thing. Yep. You never know. It's November. Yeah, you want, you want to travel definitely before the ice hits. Because once ice hits on, uh, we have a highway called I-70. It, oh. It'll slide all over. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, we're doing it right before the weather gets bad. And actually, the weather's supposed to be like in the 60s, 70s yeah, while we're there. And nice. so it'll be really nice while we're there. And so it'll be a good time. And yeah. so next week's episode, will update you on yeah. how that uh trip went and yeah. uh hopefully fill you in on some cool stuff that we did and so awesome awesome so this episode uh figured we'd dive a little bit into marriage slash relationship questions now not all these questions will necessarily apply to us but some of them might just be our opinions on them um and so um me and kim have obviously talked in previous episodes that um our relationship it was i mean we got married when she was 19 i was 22 and we both didn't really date around um, and stuff like that. So some of these are going to be for just your opinion on stuff. Some of it will be actually like real life scenarios that you can kind of answer from our perspective as and well. And we are uh, by no means saying we are marriage experts at all. No. <laughs> we, we've only yeah. been married about nine and a half years. So we've been together. It'll be 13 years in March, yeah. this upcoming March. And then it'll be 10 years married in May mm -hmm. coming up. So we haven't been together, you know, decades and decades, but this is just what we, some stuff that we've learned along the way, I guess yeah. you could say. And like Kim said, we're by no means perfect. Uh, no. I'm actually no. sure you'll probably hear in this episode some things <laughs> that we are not perfect with. Yeah. Um, and we'll keep it nice, but we'll, we'll tell you some things that we even struggle with probably throughout this way. And so um, I guess we'll start out with a, with this question. What do you feel like a healthy relationship or a healthy marriage looks like to you? Oh, goodness. Okay. Diving right on in. Um, a healthy relationship or marriage for me would be the foundation is built on God. So God first, God-centered. Um, it would be everything. Is, you communicate everything. You talk through everything. Whether that even 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 down to hey I'm I'm gonna go get gas in the car like I mean just something so simple so like you think insignificant but just keeping that communication open and just out there and just constantly communicating um, and then also I believe that would be um, finances talking about finance and that that can kind of go into communication but at the same time it's different because I would I would just say like finances as a whole like. Uh, I don't know how to, how to like explain it, but basically just like if you're married, I should say this, like when you're married, like bringing your finances together, you're, you're, you come together as one when you get married. And I believe that's the same with your finances. And I believe that's what makes a good marriage is you come together as one on all aspects on, on, you know, to each other with finances, with, with everything you come together as one. Um, and so, yeah. That's right. I agree. I think I would say um, a healthy marriage relationship is is God centered. Um, God has to be the focus. Um, so many times when people get married, your spouse becomes the focus, mm -hmm. or when you have kids, your kids become the focus. And don't get me wrong, there are seasons where sometimes those things uh, probably take more attention than they should away from God. Um, but um, I definitely think uh, people who are God focused 
people who communicate well, um, people um, who just have trust in each other, who believe that your spouse has the best for you and wants the best for you um, and, and things like that. And that's like, can't even, so we even try to communicate the small things. Like if I'm going to go run, like today I went to go get dog food at the pet store. Mm -hmm. Like just communicating like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And I also have this errand to run while I'm out. And like just communicating where I'm at, where I'm going. And it's not like either one of us have ever done anything yeah. like that would betray trust, but it's just, no. it's just open communication. You know where I'm at. I know where you're at. And it's a, it's a safety thing too. Like, yeah. and so I just think open communication, it, but God definitely has to be um, the center. And so my next question is, what does it look like to argue well? So this one is a little different because we, so Kayla and I don't argue. We don't fight. No. We have disagreements. We're not, obviously, like we said, we're not perfect. We, ha we have disagreements. But Caleb and I have never had a blown out yelling, screaming match uh, or like throwing things. Like we we are not that type at all, neither of us. And so when it comes to like arguing and fighting, like we we both kind of get quiet. Like I definitely do. And Caleb does more so too. Um, what was the original question? Like what, what does it mean to argue well? Argue well. Um, argue well. Um, I guess just. I guess I would say in order to argue well, you need to hear each other out fully. So like if one person is talking, the other person needs to be quiet listening, not being quiet to retaliate and come up with an, with with something to go back with, like a, well, you did this and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you need to listen to what that person is saying to then answer what they're talking about um, and let each other speak. Don't be talking over one another. Don't interrupt each other. Let one of you speak and then the other one can speak and say what you need to say calmly in a, in a calm matter. It doesn't need to be yelling and screaming and cussing and all of that, um, but calmly talk it out. And if you can't do that calmly, then you need to take time go away for a little bit, collect yourself, collect your thoughts and all of that. And then you can come back and talk it out. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that some things should be talked about in the heat of the moment. If you are the type that gets very like agitated and very um, hot and heavy as soon as, and I don't mean that in a sexual term, that sounded really weird. I, we might get into those topics later. Okay. We'll okay. That's not what I meant. I meant just, <laughs> if you get very fired up there, that's what I should have said. You get really fired up then I would suggest taking that time to walk away, calm down, cool yourself down. So then you can come back and you can be a clear mind, clear thoughts and not say stuff that you're going to regret. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, like Cammy said, we've never been the type to yell or like, or really just get in arguments. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we've, we have disagreements monthly, mm -hmm. like of things that we maybe don't see eye to eye on. Like, but I, we've never really argued them. Like we'll both give our opinions out and that's it. Like, Came in at the type if someone would actually if either one of us yelled at each other that would be the end of the argument because <laughs> I would just walk away because like I'm not going to be yelled at like yeah. and then Cammy would probably cry <laughs> probably <laughs> and so um, so that wouldn't work out for her either and so um, we don't we don't argue um, in that kind of sense um, and yeah with with disagreements I think we just we generally just talk them out and um, try to see each other's points of view and and try to choose what's best for our marriage or whatever the situation is at the time. And so, um, like Cameron said too, I think it's okay. So many couples like think you have to like duke it out right then and there. And, and I know the Bible like talks about not going to sleep 
while you're angry. And I, and I do agree with that to an extent, but I think it is okay for a while to go to your separate corners. Like, I mean, I remember we, we haven't done it in a while, but at our old house, Cammy would like go to the bedroom for a little bit and I would like yeah. either go in the garage or stay in the living room. And we would just sit there for like, I don't know, 30 minutes, sometimes, sometimes like just a while. And then usually it's me, but I would have to go find Cammy and figure out which room she was hiding in. And, uh, and then just talk it out. But I think it's so important to go to your corners for a little bit because I think so many times people say things in the heat of the moment mm -hmm. like that they don't mean. And then words uh, you can't take back. They always say it's like toothpaste. Once yeah. it's squeezed out, you can't put it back in. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's okay like, to go to your separate corners for a little bit and, and think it through. Think Because so many times, believe it or not, I've gone to my separate corner and I've been like, that was idiotic. Like, why are we even arguing? That's This is yeah. stupid. Like, and so, but if I would have blown up at that moment, like, it could have done damage. It could have, I could have said something I didn't mean to say. Like, and so, um, I don't know. I guess that would be, I don't know if that's sound advice, but my advice would be is if you do have an argument, like, it's okay sometimes to go to your separate corners, think mm -hmm. it through, think. I'm not saying plot your, it's not, you're no. not a lawyer. Don't sit no. there and plot your argument. Like, but just think through like your side. Like, mm -hmm. am I overreacting? Yeah. Like, am I doing this the right way? Like, uh, seek God about it. Like, uh, that's, that's probably the number one thing you should do is, Hey, like God, where should I be on this topic? Mm -hmm. Like, where should I be in this argument? And a lot of times I think if we would do that, I think most arguments would not exist. Like, and so that's what arguing well, um, I think looks like to me. And so, um, my next question is kind of a biblical one as well. Um, this one gets a lot of debate in the Christian world. There's a scripture that says, wives submit to your husbands and uh, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. And so what does that scripture look like to you? Like, and, and what do you think about, I know nowadays it's the, the powerful women, oh, wives don't submit. Like that's like, a, it's almost like a, a, a weakness in culture today. Like where it's considered like men having an upper hand, but what does that scripture mean to you in particular? This is a, you're throwing all the hard ones. I feel like right off the gate. <laughs> um, this one is, I honestly don't exactly know how I feel about this one because while I do believe that wives should submit to their husbands and obviously it's, it's biblical and it should be, but I believe there's a lot of gray area in that. There's no strict rules that say this is this and this and this is what you have to do. And, you know, if you don't do this, then you're not a good wife or you're not uh, a wife that's biblical, biblically sound or that's following God and like all of that. So it's just like I feel like it's very kind of like what you what's the word I'm looking for? What you um um what am I trying to say here? Like, I know what I'm trying to say, but it's just not coming to me. It's like when you are, when, like, when you, <laughs> I'm just like going around. You remind me of that, you remind me of that kid, that <laughs> meme that when you, when you, I, when you, when I you know, do this. There's a word I'm trying to think and it's not coming to my mind. I know what I'm trying to say, but you it's just not first. coming. <laughs> yes. I can't think of the word. All right. So when I think of the scripture where it talks about wives uh, submit to your husband and husbands love your wife, like, uh, your wife loves the church. I think too many people get that scripture twisted. I don't think people think the word submit means you're like a doormat for your husband. And that's not what that means at all. Like it doesn't mean that he can just boss you around, tell you what he wants to do all day. It doesn't mean like, like it's going to sound inappropriate. You're not just his sex doll. We get to submit to him all the time. Like it's just like, that's not what the scripture means. Like I 
I see it a different way where um, I more, I don't know if this is biblical or not, like, so don't you, but I kind of think submit could be swapped out with respect, Mm -hmm. like wives respect your husbands. Um, And then, um, and then men love your wife as Christ loved the church because um, me and Cammy one time took a marriage course with our church. It was called the love and respect course. And it was really good. If you've never done it, it's really popular in like churches, um, but it's called the love and respect course. It talks about how both men and women need love and respect, but generally women need love more and generally men need respect more. Um, and so uh, I'm not saying men don't need love too. I'm not saying women don't need respect, but generally for the most part, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how uh, males and females are wired. And uh, that's what I think it more means is, res- is respect. Like, cause um, we live in such a culture today, like where if you look at the way m- men and fathers and husbands are portrayed, like even in like Hollywood, like what do you always, it's always these dumb husbands yeah. like that are no good. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. They don't have any sort of IQ. Like that's how husbands and, uh, and I feel like it's created a culture where men are disrespected. Like, and you don't see strong men anymore. You, like I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but people always talk about like toxic masculinity and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. There is toxic masculinity. I'm not saying there isn't, but I feel like we've taken manhood away from men. I think that's mm-hmm. what the thing saying is respect your husband, respect him as like a man. Cause that's what men want. They want to be respected. They want to be, they want to know that their thoughts matter, that their opinions matter. And, and vice versa. The other side of that is, is husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. And that means sacrificing yourself uh, for your wife every day um like there's there's needs that your wife has and and loving her as christ of the church is, is laying your life down for those sacrifices like and uh and laying it all on the line for her. and so um christ had a and the, the thing about christ too is he had a love that was unconditional and i think that's a big piece too is it doesn't mean only love your wife when she's in a good mood it doesn't mean love your wife when she's not pmsing it doesn't mean love your wife when like xyz like it's unconditional like christ's love is and i think that's something that we need to understand is is that you, is, you have to love your wife at all times and women like i said i would i would almost like i said i don't know if that's biblical or not but i just kind of see the word submit as more of a respect mm-hmm. like wives respect and so that's my view did you did you figure out your wording <laughs> over there while i was going it never came to me but <laughs> basically what i was trying to what i'm trying to say or what was is just whatever you feel is like God's calling you to be like, however you feel like that is, is what God's calling you to be is, is how you should be biblical wise. Um, and like Caleb said too, I feel like also it is more of a respect thing, not so much of a submissive have to do everything he, he asks and everything he says and like all of that. But I, I know a lot of women too, a lot of wives that are very combative with their husbands and, you know, even with whether it comes to like, I don't know, finances or um, intimacy or a whole bunch of different things. Like they're very much like, well, no, this is what I said and this is what it goes. And like, because they want to be that strong woman and like, don't get me wrong, strong strong women are great. I am a very strong woman yep. myself. <laughs> I'm very bullheaded. I could be very um, stubborn. Um, but at the same time, God has given you a husband for a reason. Like he, he should be the head of the household for a reason because he's the one that is leading your family. He's the one that's leading your marriage and he, and assuming he's leading you well, leading you as God is calling him to, you should respect him enough to submit to him when he, you know, say you're, say he has a, 
you know, he, I don't know, heard from God or something and on a certain topic or something and that you've been praying about or something. And he's saying, Hey, I, I feel like this is really what God's calling us to do. And you're, you're kind of leery and you're kind of in between you're like, I don't, I don't really don't know. Like, I feel like that's where as the man, as the head of the household, that's where you should submit to him in a sense. And, and, and say, okay, I'm, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting that's what God's calling us to do. So we're going to go with it. Like, and that's the type of submit that I see in a marriage. And that I see is, is one that is not only successful and, and does well, but is biblical and mm -hmm. is what God is, is calling us to be as wives. Mm -hmm. Good deal. This next question, I know your answer already, um, but I just, uh, this is one that I'm going to set it up on a tee and I'm going to let you oh, smack it out of the park. And I know you're going to be passionate about this topic. Oh, and boy. I'm excited to see uh, what you say. Now, this one, like I said, some of these topics have nothing to do with us. And I, you'll know by Cammie's answer to this one that it has nothing to do with us. <laughs> oh, boy. But one thing in our culture Nervous. is relationships are weirdly defined nowadays. <laughs> um, and so yeah. what's your opinion on open relationships? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, just, um, I only put this question in just to see Cammy's reaction. Sure you did. <laughs> sure you did. Oh God, I could go on and on about this. Um, that would be a heck no. Um, open relationships are not biblical at all. There is a reason God made a woman and a man to be together. There, He did not say, and we're going to open it all up and let whoever wants to join in, join in. No, there's a reason it is just you and your husband, if you're a wife, wife and a husband, that is it. Because you too make the family. Like that is all you need to make children. That is all you need to make a marriage. There is no reason and there should be no reason to let anyone else in your marriage um, and or your relationship if you're dating. Um, I believe you, dating is the purpose to get married. That's the purpose of dating is to find your spouse, to find a mate, to marry. If you are just dating to have fun and dating to sleep together or whatever, then I personally believe that you need to check your spiritual walk. I don't believe that you're truly following God and have a real close relationship with him as you should. Uh, but that's just my personal belief. Um, as you know, if you listen to our previous episodes, we did wait for marriage to have sex and all of that stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that you're a horrible person if you didn't, but I'm just saying that is our belief and that was our moral choice to do. Uh, granted, it was not easy. We are human. Like we both are human. We wanted to, of course, before, but for us, we believed that. More so I wanted to before. <laughs> what are both of us? What are you talking about? I probably had a little bit more pressure than she did. Though. Yeah, a little bit, but still. But yeah, I just, I, I personally do not understand why if you are in a committed relationship and you are heading towards marriage, or if you are in a marriage, why you are even opening the door to let anybody else in your relationship. I don't understand that. And then I believe that truly also goes back to communication because there's somewhere in that marriage that you are not communicating with your spouse about your needs, about what's truly going on, about how you're feeling, or whatever it may be about past trauma or childhood trauma. I don't know. But there's something in there that you are not truly communicating with your spouse and you're not talking about. And therefore, it's leading you to do something that you shouldn't, whether that's cheat, whether that's have an affair, um, 
or if you're not even married, whether that's just going and, you know, sleeping with somebody else, even though you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, vice versa. However, there, there's something more to that. You, people don't just go and do that just because they want to go and do that. There's more to that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not a fan of open relationships. That's why I wanted to set that one up. I do that one when we get you riled up. And so, no, I'm in the same boat. Like, well, first off, close your ears, Cammy, but one woman is enough. Like, <laughs> like, like, and that's why how you keep a man, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, like, why men would want to deal with two, three, four women's personalities. Like, that's, like, one's enough. Like, and so, um, but no, actually, while you were talking, I Googled, and it said, uh, Anywhere from 10 to 15% of Americans believe that open relationships yep. are okay. Yep. 10 to 15%. Like, yep, but I so, would love to know the stats success rate. Uh-huh, yep. on how much longer that marriage lasts after. Well, that's what's funny is I have family who works in like the, I'll say the mental health field where they work at counseling centers and stuff like that. And and I've heard numerous stories of, of people who come in with their open relationship, mm-hmm. like the two, three, four of them, whoever it is. And they're like, we just can't get over jealousy and we can't figure out why our marriage is in shambles. And it's like, well, no dip Sherlock. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like, I can tell you exactly why yeah, it's like, cause like I think about that, like, like let's say there's an open relationship with, I don't know, three, like obviously there's going to be jealousy somewhere. Like mm-hmm. I don't believe people and marriages are meant to be shared with other no. people. Like their jealousy is going to come and jealousy is not going to lead to anything good. It's just going to lead to resentment and things like that. And so, you know, we're both on the same page. Like open relationships just, it make me shake my head. I'm like, first off, I don't even know why anybody, that just seems like a lot of drama. Like, and I don't like yeah. to live in a drama filled life. No. And so, um, yeah, that was when I just had to, I, I saw that question pop up and I was like, I got to ask Cammy that one just cause I, I knew. Um, so this one's kind of going to be, um, this is going to be an interesting question. So this one could go into dating. Um, we'll, we'll put this in the dating aspect. Is it possible to be in love with two people at one time? I would say yes, but in different ways. Um, I think that you can be, I think that you can love someone and you can also be in love with someone. And I believe those can be two different things. Mm -hmm. And I believe that can be with two different people. Um, Just like the show The Bachelor, if you've ever watched that. I used to love watching that. I grew up watching that with my mom. It was our Monday night thing. Um, and there's like almost every single time the, the lead would be like, I just, I don't know. I have two women that I love or, or two guys, if it's a girl that I love and I just don't know which one I'm going to pick. And I, well, first of all, they obviously don't get to truly know the person in order to, to you mean reality TV isn't fully real. (laughs) Shocker. Wow. (laughs) I know it's amazing, but I also, we all, we also watched the show love is blind and that is a little bit different. They do spend way more time, but they do kind of have the same out, the same, Mm -hmm. same kind of, um, what am am I trying to say? Not outlook, but basically the same thing where, where a, a lot of them do end up falling in love with two different people. But then again, I believe it is different because it's, they're different people. You're going to have different interests with each person. It's going to be a totally different relationship with each person. It's not going to be the same exact relationship. Mm. Obviously you're not going to talk about the, you know, you could, even if you still talk about the same topics and stuff, it's going to be so totally different still Mm. because you're two different people and two different relationships. So as a whole, yes, I believe that you can be in love with two different people, but it's going to be totally different mm-hmm. for each one. 
Yeah, and that's one thing that, I don't know if this is a popular opinion, but I do believe that you can be in love with multiple people. Actually, I believe you can be in love with hundreds of people. Like, because um, me and Cammy have talked about this before, where, like, you always hear people say, like, oh, there's only one person out there for me, and, like, and stuff like that. And, like, in... I don't believe that because, like, I believe in, to an extent, like, there's so I, you could marry a hundred people and be in love with them. So yes, there could be hundreds of people. Like, so let me stop you real quick. I think what you're trying to say, I think the better question was is not can you be in love with two, two different people, but can you? Is there only one soulmate for you? Yeah, I think that would be a better question. Yeah, then because I think I I think it's just like a better to better like categorize it basically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which yeah, but the way you put it, it just kind of makes oh. you like. I don't know. It's just different. Yeah. But yes, I we believe we don't believe that there is just one soulmate for each other. No. We believe that, like, if something were, you know, Lord, hopefully not. But if something were to happen to either of us, if we were to pass, we both talked. We we want each other to still get married, and we believe there is another person out there. We believe that you could marry a thousand. People. A, yeah, yeah. A, so many different people. It is just comes down to. And you can make that marriage happy and you can make mm-hmm. it last. It just comes down to what do you want more? What do you want the most? And so, yeah, I think the difference is like, so to go back to the question, can two people, I believe, yeah, you could be in love with multiple ones, but I think the question is like, you still have to commit like yeah. to one, like, like, and I think some people say, well, I'm in love with two people. So that's why maybe open relationships can work. And it's like, no, like you have to stay committed to one person. Yeah. Cause like I said, once, once you get a three-headed monster, like it's gonna it's gonna cause jealousy. It's gonna cause all sorts of issues. And so, um, no, like I said, but I, I don't believe that there's just one person out there for everybody. I believe. I mean, I mean, the world has billions of people. I'm yeah. sure there's tens of thousands of people you could have a happy marriage with. So there's tens of thousands of people you could possibly love out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a matter of actually committing. And I think that's the problem in today's culture is is mm-hmm. people don't commit to anything. Yeah. Like they don't commit to birthday parties. They don't commit yep. to events they don't commit to like even dinners how many times do you sit there and tell somebody like hey let's meet up for dinner and then it never happens it mm-hmm. never happens people just don't commit and so i feel like that's almost gotten into marriages nowadays where people just don't yeah. want to commit and now we live in a in a culture where 50 percent plus end in divorce because people just don't commit anymore and not saying some divorce isn't right like there is some biblical right. stances where divorces is right but i think some people like oh who was i reading about the other there are some people that I read about there, they were married and it was literally like less than like three months later, they got divorced. And it's like, goodness gracious. It's like, my God, like, and it wasn't even for anything. Like it wasn't like domestic violence. It wasn't like affairs. It was just, Oh, we just weren't right for each other. And we realized it. And it's like, you made the commitment. Yeah. Like, and that's, a, that's yeah. a lifelong commitment. So you, you, you make it work. And so, yeah, people just, they don't stay committed in this day and age. No, and there's so, definitely a commitment problem for yeah. sure. Especially with people our age, I would say twenties, late 20s and 30s i would say is the age range it seems like yep and so my next question is I mean, we talked about this a little bit so i'm gonna ask the second question we talked about how we deal with conflict in our relationship mm-hmm. um but can conflict be a good thing in marriage yeah i think so because it can bring up some points that maybe the other person hasn't thought about or that is something that needs to be said that they're just stuffing, you know, or pushing under the rug or something that could prevent a bigger argument later or, you know, something like that. So I would say, yes, conflict can be good as long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't lead to 
things being said that you're going to regret later or, you know, just, yeah, like knock out, drag out fights, <laughs> I would say. I agree. I think conflict can be a good thing. Um, like nobody likes conflict when you're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually by the end, like especially if you both can come to like a resolution, you talk it out. In community. I think it strengthens your relationship mm-hmm. in ways because you realize you can talk things out. Like and then when the next conflict arises, you realize like, hey, I just bring this up and talk about it. Like it's going to it's going to go well like last time, hopefully. And um, and honestly, I think <laughs> we'll get into sex here in a minute. But like I think it can... we will keep it PG, though. <laughs> maybe but no i think like it just after conflict i think any married couple can it creates a passion like i guess you could say a lot of the time like where you resolve the conflict together like you feel like you're back to one team again like you feel like you're and so i don't know i feel like it creates a passion like a lot of people say like post fight mm-hmm. sex is the best like stuff and like it probably is true because i feel like it's just because you i don't know we are You're, not that couple, though. We're not. We are not. Uh, let's get into fights so we can just make up. That is no. not not our style. See, what's funny is some people like say, like, if you and your spouse are arguing, you should argue naked, but that would not work. You nope, know, definitely would <laughs> Cam- not. Cammy wouldn't even be phased. She, nope. She'd be like, go put clothes on. And yep. then I would be way too distracted where I wouldn't even be able to <laughs> oh focus gosh. on the fight. And so it would probably work for me, but it wouldn't work for Cammy. No. And so, um, but no, I think conflict can be a good thing. I, I think it can create a passion. I think it, and I get why people say, like, intimacy is stronger after because like i don't know you just have a, a stronger you feel like you're yeah. you're bonded again you're on the same team again and so i get that and so um i guess i mean you brought up sex more than me in this podcast and so you have you brought it up like four times already no, you brought up intimacy you brought up sex like so we're gonna we're gonna get okay. we're gonna get into this a little bit can we're, you tell what he's really focusing on uh i'm i am a man it's on my mind a lot all right and so um and so this is going to be in a, in a, like I said, we'll try to keep this as PG as possible, but how do you view sex and marriage? Like, how do you, I know it kind of, it's, it changes through time, but like, how do you view sex in a godly way in marriage? Well, I think that is, I think it is very important in a marriage. I believe that God created it for a reason and a purpose, not just for having babies and, you know, having kids. I believe that it is a way for a husband and wife to come together to strengthen the marriage, to enjoy each other, to just be one, just as the Bible says, when you marry, you become one. And I believe that is with sex and with intimacy. And I don't believe that intimacy is just sex either. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that I believe can happen just when you are sitting like so for Caleb and I we are one of our love languages is physical touch probably one of the top ones I don't know if it's necess- it's not really the top for me but it definitely is for Caleb it's numero uno yes and so even just like when we're watching a show after we put the kids down for bed like we are always sitting next to each other like I he either has a hand on my leg or on my back or uh or I'm sitting with my back up against him like we're always touching each other and that's intimacy right there because you're together you are right next to each other and even that creates something whereas you know it in and it definitely doesn't always lead to sex <laughs> but it's just it's it's being intimate together in those moments that then when you are more intimate that helps even more and so i believe that it is just 
sex is a it's a it's a beautiful thing inside marriage it is one of the best things one of the best perks of marriage for sure um but yeah there's definitely seasons where as women as moms it is less important um <laughs> there's just times that you will <laughs> never understand there is just times as a mom where it is way less important for me that is when i am breastfeeding children and i've done that twice now for about 10 months each and during that time unfortunately for caleb i have zero desire to be intimate any more than sitting next to him <laughs> but i believe even still that is some ways where the submission comes into play and i believe then some in in that aspect where you know, and I'm not saying every single time your husband wants to have sex, then be like, yeah, okay, let's go for it. When you are trying to feed a baby, especially in those first six months of having a baby and you are exhausted constantly, they're constantly attached to you. You're constantly nursing like, and your husband's like, okay, come on. And you're just, you know, I'm not saying that you should just jump on him every single time. But I believe on those times where you don't feel like doing it at all, because you are exhausted and you've had a baby on you and you maybe have a toddler as well and you've just been needed constantly all day long. There are times where I do believe that if you just say yes, okay, and and do it, there's never been a time I've regretted it. <laughs> when I have been exhausted and don't feel like it and Caleb's wanted to and I'm like, okay, that's the last thing I really want to do right now. But I do it anyway because I know it's going to please him. I know it's going to grow us closer together in our marriage. And I don't regret it afterwards. I'd never have regretted it. And so. Amen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes. No, I agree. I think um, sex and marriage is definitely a gift from God. Like, I think it's funny. There's some denominations that believe that sex is only for procreation. And I'm like, you clearly haven't read the Bible then. No. Because if you've read Songs of Solomon, it's a pretty <laughs> juicy book. Um, and yeah. so um, it very clearly talks about it not just being for child making. And so. Um, no, I think it's important. And from a guy's point of view, it's it's probably, or I would say, I won't speak for every guy, but I would say 99.9% .9 of guys, mm -hmm. like it's it's something that's extremely important. That's how mm -hmm. we feel connected to our wives. That's how we, um, just as, as wives, a lot of times need words of affirmation. They need access to, like guys need that physical touch, more an extreme physical touch. Like, and so um, I think you just have to communicate. Like, I think you have to know, um, each other's like feelings like like i know when kim is breastfeeding it's usually not her favorite time to be intimate like and uh and so you have to learn to lay low like in some days not easy sometimes um but um but no you just have to communicate like libidos change and and things change it's, it's communicating and and i think if people could say it in a respectful way so many times i think the reason guys get frustrated is because like girls can get like standoffish about mm -hmm. it. And it's like, no, like leave me alone. Like, yeah. Don't touch me. Like, and like, if you get like that, like that's probably the biggest turnoff for a guy. Cause it's yeah. like, okay. Like, so we talked about respect earlier. That's like, okay. She doesn't even care to even talk to me or even like, like she thinks I'm disgusting. It's kind of what it feels like. Um, but I think if you can communicate like, Hey, like I'm just dragged out from the kids. Like it's been a long day. Like what if we just, cut it on the couch and watch something mm -hmm. like in some like in communicating in a better way but so many times like i see like these women talking on like social media and stuff about how they almost like slam their husband each time like the husband tries and it's like 
Like, and don't get me wrong, I do not condone affairs, but then they, but then they wonder why husbands step out. And I know that's probably a controversial thing to say, like, but it's like, I don't think. Well, a lot and of t- we're, we're not talking just like if it's been a week no. or something no, no, like no, no, that. No, 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 We're talking if it's been like a good amount of time. No, there, I'm in some, I'm in some like, uh, I guess you would say men's groups on, uh, on social media. And I read, I, I would call it horror stories of guys who say like, their husband or their their wife hasn't touched him in like six months or even like I've, I've seen some people like me and my wife my wife hasn't even touched me in like two years and like and i don't think one thing that women understand is just as like when a human being gets hungry and you have to fulfill that desire like sex can be that way to a man like where it's literally a desire that when like you can't stop thinking about it like and so um it's something that you I would say I don't know what the proper word is. You need fulfilled, like I guess you could say. And so, um, if if you approach your wife, she's like, no, no, leave me alone. Don't touch me. Don't blah blah blah. Like to me, I would feel extremely disrespected. Like, and I'm not saying Cam has to lay down all the like she doesn't. Like I'll tell you right now, she doesn't. No. Um, <laughs> like um, which we'll talk about this in my next question. Um, but um, I just think that so many times that women don't realize like how bad their husbands can but then they wonder why their husbands are standoffish they wonder why their husbands are not coming home after work they wonder why their husbands aren't doing like and it's because they feel disrespected like i said and i'm not saying there's there's no excuse to ever cheat i'm not saying that at all um but i can see situations that lead guys to it like if that makes sense well and i believe not not every but most circumstances when affairs are happening it takes two for for, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you have been cheated on, that you are the one that drove him to do that. But sometimes your actions, it when it when it compounds and compounds and compounds, if you are doing something like that, like Caleb was saying, that can eventually lead them to do something else that you know have an affair or cheat or or something like that. Well, it might not even be something as an affair. I mean pornography yeah. is so rampant yeah. in today's society like it's literally every, it's literally the easiest access people could ever have like mm-hmm. to, and so like when guys have that desire like it's like like you have to go in for the kill for something like in in all your wife saying leave me alone don't touch me don't touch and like some of those guys i've seen on facebook who their wife hasn't wanted to be intimate in two plus years with them mm-hmm. like like well, I think that also just that's, goes back to communication. It does. Yep. Again, like I said, that's why we communicate even the smallest of things. Mm-hmm. That way we know what each other are thinking. We know we're on the same page. We know, you know, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. And like we communicate all of that kind of stuff because then there's no room for, for it to be like, well, you didn't know how I felt the last six months or blah, blah, blah. Like we know each other. We know how we're feeling. We know our thoughts and, you know, not obviously not every single little thought, but I'm just saying we keep that communication so open. Mm-hmm. So my next question, like I said, we'll, we'll stay on this topic um, is in marriage. How often should you have sex? I feel it. I felt like this one was coming. <laughs> obviously this one is going to I be this one just to prove that I don't get it every day. Like this so is so different for every person in every marriage. It's going to be so different. I know people that are more than multiple times a week and I know others that go months without. So it is just it is so different for mm-hmm. every single marriage and every and every season is going to look so different. 
obviously, like we've said, when we, when I am breastfeeding, I've done it twice now with two kids. That is unfortunately the time when it is the least amount of times. Um, because it just, for me, I have so many different hormones going through me. I have so much going on. Um, and it's just, it's, it's not, like I said, it is not on my top of the list priority, um, for me. And so that's just a season though. And I know that that'll pass and I know when it does. And, and, you know, when we get past that, then it's, it's, it's like, it's almost even better than it was before babies and before kids and, and stuff. And so it's just for every couple, that is something that you need to communicate and come together on and agree on and not, and not necessarily like, okay, this is exactly how many times each week and like blah, blah, blah. But if it's something that you are struggling to find time and to make happen and the husband's wanting it more or the wife's wanting it more or vice versa, whichever, I feel like then that is maybe a time where you do need to schedule it a cup, just start scheduling it. That way, you know, and, and obviously it's not super romantic, but you know, then it's going to happen. You know, Hey, on this date, like regardless of how we're feeling, we're going to make it happen. Because like I said before, you never regret it. You're never going to regret it. And so that's something I feel like then you should talk about. And, you know, I know somebody that a couple that they start in the morning, like texting each other. And if, so for Caleb and I, if he works at home, um, so if your husband doesn't work at home, this would be a perfect thing, but even still, I mean, you know, we don't do that, but we, we could like just text each other, like, you know, little flirty things, flirty messages back and forth and stuff like that to, to kind of start setting the mood for the day, you know, that, you know, and then it's, you know, it's leading to later that night or, or whenever, whenever you have time for it. Um, so yeah. I think for, for me, it's just, I mean, read the room, like in, like with your spouse, like, that's um, not necessarily always the case though. No, like in, like, but the question is like in marriage, how often should you have sex? And yeah. it's going to change. Like, I mean, newlyweds, you're going to be doing it right. every day, multiple times a day. Yeah. Like, um, then as it, as it goes longer, the distance gets longer. Like, um, I don't have to have sex every day. Now, don't get me wrong. Would it be excellent? <laughs> not going to lie. I would love it. Um, but it's not something does that, not happen. No, it, it doesn't does happen. Not. Like, like, but like, I think you just have to read the room. Like, know yeah. what the distance is. Like, mm -hmm. no, like, as a male, if your wife is overstimulated with kids, if your wife is overstimulated with breastfeeding, if your wife's overstimulated by you, like, try to read the room as best you can, and and and, and know when to back off and when to when to ramp it up. Um, and then and then I would say for wives, like recognize if your husband's getting a little more handsy recognize mm -hmm. if your husband is um maybe getting a little i guess you could say friskier like because honestly maybe he has a need like and uh and and like you said a lot of times like if you just jump in i guarantee you're going to get into it like mm -hmm. for the most part like not saying every time like not saying force yourself to to get in like into it like but um i think most people find if they would just like who doesn't want to be with their spouse like in a close one-on-one -on -one? like like it might not sound like the most fun at all times but i would say just read the room um like i said i, I like i won't get into detail like for our marriage i would say like once or twice a week is like a good ballpark for us like uh in for some couples it's it's every day for some couples it's it's like a few months in between that would suck um but um but no i think you just have to learn to read your spouse read the situation and, and set standards for yourself and 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 if you and your spouse can't get on the same page you can and i do not schedule it um however um if it is something that 
you and your spouse just can't be on the same page, and then I agree with Kim. I think scheduling it could be something that uh, could work for you. Like that way, it kind of forces both of you to know that you're. This is the time we're gonna do it, and mm-hmm. like this is. Uh, and I guarantee at the end, like Kim said, you're not gonna regret it. Like because um, I think deep down we all want that connection with our spouse, and so yeah. And so um, I think those are the only two sex questions I had. So uh, we can get off this topic. So um, what are habits maybe in our relationship that lead to happiness? Well, I think that I'll refer back to the previous question for that. Um, no, but. Uh, that does make me very happy. Yeah. Habits that lead to happiness. Mm-hmm. Like what are some things like the either we do together or things that I do for you or that just generally lead to happiness in marriage? Well, I believe that this doesn't always happen as often as I would like, but date nights for sure. Date nights, especially when you have children, are very much should be a priority. Um, That's something that unfortunately we definitely don't have them as often as I would like. But I believe that date nights at least every other week should be ha- should be happening. If if you can do it every week, that would that's awesome. Like I think we're like a once a month pace. It's kind of like we're barely, yeah, <laughs> barely, which is not like I said. I would love more, um, just because I am home with the kids all the time, twenty four seven, and I don't get a break. And so the only time I do is when we have a date night, <laughs> or maybe thirty minutes to an hour when they're both sleeping at the same time, you know, and so that that would be nice um but yeah date nights are are big that that should be a priority for sure in your marriage that's something that will lead to both of you being happier overall in your marriage that way you can connect better and and all that um but just little things i feel like i have a a sneeze coming Mm. but uh sorry okay i think we're good but another thing um would just know your your spouse's love languages so for me a big one for me is acts of service. So if I come downstairs from putting one of the kids down to bed or for a nap and Caleb, I see Caleb doing the dishes or taking out the trash or I don't know, just something to help around the house. Like that is huge for me. Like I'm like, wow, like thank you so much. Like I just feel so loved and taken care of. Um, another thing is it sounds so silly and so dumb, but if he's running out on an errand, he's like, Hey, do you want me to get you a drink? Like Yes, like I most of the time I take them up on it. There are occasionally where I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm okay. But it's not, most of the time I'm like, yes, could I would love that. Could you stop and give me a coffee or, you know, give me a drink from Sonic or, you know, something like that. Like those little things like that mean so much. And it truly just like brightens up your day when you are at home with children or just having a tough day. It's just little things like that that can really help to just bring happiness and then and then too it it like it paints such a good picture too for your spouse because then it's like wow they they thought of me like you know it's just like those little things like that that after you've been married for nine and a half years like we have it's just those little things like that that help keep that spark alive it was kind of sad is the fact that when i was thinking this question while you were talking i was like sonic drinks have to be mentioned somewhere (laughs) and (laughs) well it's true like I, I saw a meme. I think it was about a month ago. It was like uh, getting someone a Sonic drink is saying "I love you" in Kansan. Like, yep, you know, yep. like, that's so true. So like, true. Um, and so yeah, that's the one thing that we try to do is like if, if one of us is out and about, like is picking up each other a drink, just saying mm-hmm. like 
uh, something like that. Um, habits that lead to happiness. Like, I just, I mean, I like, like, I think Cammy hit the nail on the head is learn your spouse's love language. Like, I think that's something that gets neglected a lot of times because we try to love people in our love language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, so for instance, I'm a physical touch guy. Like, that's my number one. That's probably like Cammy's like three or four. Like, and so, like, if I try to just only give her physical touch, like, that's, she doesn't hate it, but it's just not going to be her. But like, like she said, just doing acts of service. Um, like, um, Cammy's second is probably words of affirmation, telling mm-hmm. her she looks good, telling her when her outfits look good. That's a big one for her. Is you never tell me which my outfits look. And so, like, to, which he still doesn't. You know what, I, ladies, you'll understand this, but you know what? nothing to probably grind my gears more is when I ask him, Hey, does this look okay? Yeah, it looks fine. That's the response I get back. That's not what I'm looking for. But but here's the thing. No, 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 no. (laughs) His rebuttal is always, but everything you wear looks fine. It It, looks good. So if you, not true. No, it's true. Cause if you've known Cammie for literally like five minutes or go on her social media platforms, she, there isn't a day that goes by where she, Oh, You're not going to see whatever. her like a, an average girl from where she's wearing yoga pants and like an oversized t-shirt. That's not Cammy. Like we're wearing sweats and a t- like Cammy is always dressed to the nines. Like there's times like we're going to like, I don't know, a baseball game where you should just be wearing like shorts and a t-shirt and she's still got her cute little hats on her full like. And so every outfit she chooses is like well-planned, well-designed. No, and so not true. It is true. hundred no. percent. And so like go i challenge y'all you gotta no, look do go, not. go on cammy social media and do find not. one picture of her dressed down guarantee you oh, won't find it anywhere. Mm, no there there's is. not there like and so uh no so she looks good in everything she wears and so and not she's true. very meticulous about what she wears she partners with a lot of brands that send her outfits and stuff and and she doesn't like it and she just won't wear it so she's very meticulous about what she likes and what she wears and she's found what style works for her and so she does look good and everything. Um, but here's the thing. Another thing is I love Cami in red. Like, <laughs> like love it. Like red's my favorite color. Like, and I'm talking about like, you know, romance red. Like, right. like, like fire red. truck red. What color does Cami decide to never <laughs> wear? Red. red. Like <laughs> it is the least not true. color that looks the worst on. Not me. true. Not true. I will wear it occasionally for Fourth of July. Or Memorial That's Day, <laughs> or some Christmas. But even Christmas, I prefer like a wine red. Not like I just the bright, bright red just does not look good on me. That's a lie. No, no, nope, that is a lie. Not. I mean, you should be able to tell. I get handsy every time you wear red. You and get so, handsy regardless. Of true what story. Color. Not wrong, but <laughs> extra handsy when it's red. But um, but no, I think just reading your spouse's love language, like, and so like, and the vice versa. Like, it's like Cam is act of service, words of affirmation. So. Um, that's what I try to focus on. Like for me, like mine's physical touch. So like the times Cammy initiates, like things like that, that show that she cares about my love. Like, like those are things that um, would spark mine. Like when, when instead of me having to reach over in the car and put my hand on her leg or on her hand, like when she reaches over and like touches me instead, like it's just things where people need to be responded to in their love language, I think is important. And so last question, because we're running out of time. Yeah. Should couples pray together? Yes, definitely. Um, I think more so when you are married, though. Mm-hmm. I think if you're just dating, yes, be careful. no, yeah, uh, it's it's a very yeah, it could be very. Sneak. Well, 
prayer sure. is an intimate thing. Yes. Like it's a very intimate thing. And so if you're doing it when you're dating, it can lead to a deeper sense of intimacy, mm. like almost on a sexual level. Like I'm not saying prayer is sexual, no, no. but like it's the same level of intimacy as like yeah. you could say a sex is. And like, and so if that relationship doesn't work out, like I feel like when you pray together, you can kind of be bonded spiritually if you're praying in relationships together. And so I feel like it can get dangerous. But anyways. Yeah. But yeah, prayer in when in marriage is very important to pray together. That's something Caleb and I've done since literally day one when we got married is we pray together every night before we go to sleep. We pray together. Um, and yeah, just throughout the day. I mean, we, I think it is very important also to pray for your spouse. Not, you obviously don't have to pray with them like right there pray, but if you want to go for it, that's great too. But yeah, it's definitely, it's very important. We pray before, obviously we eat, we're teaching our children to do that now. Um, but it's, it is very important to, and, and that ties right into keeping God a priority in your life and in your marriage. And he should be the very first priority in your marriage before your children, before everything. God should be first and then your marriage and then your children. That's, that's how we believe. Agreed. Yeah, I think that's important. And, and if you are worried about like, some people think, oh, was like, if I haven't prayed with my spouse for the last 10 years, like, is, uh, just do it before bed. Like, yeah, just, yeah. hey, let's pray together before bed. And, and, like, our nightly prayers aren't anything, they aren't these long, drug out, no. like, long, it's just praying over current things that are happening or just praying for safety and protection over our kids and our household or praying for health over our household, praying for our friends and family. Like, it's, it's just basic prayers. But I think just getting in the habit of praying together mm -hmm. is a super powerful yeah. thing. And so, um, keeping God at the center uh, to kind of wrap it all back up again, I think is is what makes a healthy marriage. And so um, we'll wrap up with that. But we hope you got something out of it. I hope you learned something about us in the in the. I apologize last hour. if it was TMI. Sorry. It wasn't TMI. We kept it PG <laughs> up in here. But no, um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this thing continues to grow. I think this was actually probably one of our most listened to weeks. Um, and so thank you guys so much for yes. listening. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, what yeah, what the heck are you doing? Hit the button. <laughs> Come on. Go on Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. Leave go on us Apple a review. Podcasts, hit it. Leave us a review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write us a review. Um, and if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the show. Like, and well, so. and if you leave us a review with five stars and a written review, maybe coming up here in the next couple of weeks, we might do a little giveaway. Maybe. We'll see. And in the Christmas spirit, Christmas season. There you go. So leave us that five-star review. Stay tuned for that. And uh, like I said, you can leave a written one on Apple. You can leave us a, just a regular five-star on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And uh, we definitely appreciate it. It helps the podcast grow. And so uh, and it means just so much when you guys come up to us and tell us you're listening. Like we have so many people on a, on a weekly basis who we would never even think would listen to the show. And yeah. they're like, hey, I've listened to all your episodes. And I'm like, that is super cool. Like I never would have thought anybody would have listened to it. Like, and so – means um, a lot yeah it does mean a lot and so next week we'll probably jam-packed we'll fill you in on our yeah. on our trip to st louis and how that went and uh we'll hopefully have some exciting things to go over and share and um and if you have any questions for us get on our social medias and, and ask away that's one thing that i would definitely like to see more of is engagement from you guys um and yes. asking questions so we could answer things you guys want to hear yeah. like whether it's about us whether it's about our opinion on something um but definitely post those on our social media platforms and so that's it for this week and uh, have a blessed week. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Happy and we will see you next Wednesday. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye-bye.